The Talking Point on SAFM, weekdays, 9 a.m. till midday. The time is quarter past 11 and we start our health talk and we're talking infertility. Now, infertility is a health challenge that many couples face across the world. And in South Africa, some stats have shown that um, one in six people have infertility issues. But at what point is infertility diagnosed and how can it be treated and how does the process work because it can be a daunting one. Um, Dr. Gerald Hanekom, who's an expert in laparoscopic and endometriosis surgery at Avita's Fertility Clinic, is joining us on the line. Dr. Hanekom, thank you very much for joining us. Good morning. Good morning. Uh, thank you for inviting me on the radio and good morning to your listeners. It's a very sensitive topic that we are talking about, but one that you deal with, I think, uh, very often. With uh, such high statistics that one in six people have infertility issues in South Africa, where do these issues emanate from? And at, at how early in a person's life, and I'm talking age here, would one know that they are infertile? Um, yes, so those are very, very important questions. Um, so for, to answer your first one about where fertility emanates from, if we look at the, uh, the, 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 the studies that have been done and the demographic studies, um, we can broadly say or, or, or roughly say that about a third of fertility issues lie with, with the woman, with the female, another third with a, with a partner, a male partner, and a third of cases we can uh, sort of point towards a combined pathology uh, from both sides. Uh, so from the female side, this can be issues with ovulation, in other words, releasing of the eggs. It could be tubal factor problems, the fallopian tubes that are blocked might be due to previous infections, or it could be something like endometriosis. So those are typically things that affect the female partner. From the male side, um, then uh, it would be uh, abnormalities in in the sperm, either a decreased count or decreased motility of the sperm, or even absence of sperm um, in some cases. And then in the last, in the other third, um, it would be a combination of these issues then resulting in a couple struggling to conceive. Um, also, lifestyle issues uh, uh, are becoming a lot more prevalent. Um, nowadays, and, and this can affect both uh, the female or the male, the male partner. So, as a rule of thumb, we would usually uh, uh, tell a couple if they have had um, regular, unprotected sexual intercourse um, for more than a year, and a woman has got a regular period, and um, and for more than a year they've been trying to conceive or haven't conceived after the year of having unprotected sexual intercourse, then that is an indication to 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 seek advice from from your gynecologist at least, if not a fertility specialist directly. Um, this period we will shorten after the age of 35. So in older women we would not wait as long before we start uh, investigations and there we would start uh, looking for a cause for infertility after about six months of trying um, just because we know that sort of the time that we've got to deal with this or to address the issue is, is so much shorter in older women. Um, so that, I think, is a very important message to, to get out to the listeners. When you say older woman, please qualify it with, a, with an age, please. 
Yes, so, so, so if we look statistically, we see that uh, natural fertility starts declining after the age of 35 um, and even more rapidly after the age of 37. Um, so after the age of 35, um, that is sort of our, our threshold um, where we, we change the definition of primary infertility from one year to six months. So, Doc, is it possible for a male or female to um, be diagnosed with infertility um, before they've even engaged in sexual intercourse? Let's say someone in, in, in their early teens. Yeah, so usually we, we don't do investigations uh, in, in, in the early teens. I also don't think there's any indication at that stage, um, you know, to start investigating people um, because the majority of people are going to be healthy. Um, so you will do a whole lot of unnecessary investigation and cause a whole lot of unnecessary anxiety. There are, however, certain cases where, um, where uh, infertility um, will be known already at that time and we think of certain congenital problems um, that, that females might be born with or certain uh, chromosomal problems um, that causes a reduced or a, 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 a reduced ovarian reserve or even an absence of, of ovaries or reproductive organs. So those are the type of patients that one would already know very early on in their life will have reproductive issues. The other group of patients, of course, are your cancer patients that might have cancer treatments already you know, quite early in, in, in their life. Um, and there, those ones you will also know might struggle with uh, infertility uh, later on in their in, in their life, but this is sort of a very small um, subset of of patients. But I do think for for the general population, it's not something that they need to be concerned of, um, you know, in in the in the younger years, but rather when they want to and ready to start a family. We're talking uh, health and uh, focusing on infertility. We've got Dr. Gerald Hanekom, who's an expert in laparoscopic and endometriosis surgery at Aviatus Fertility Clinic. Perhaps you've got questions, um, and they might be personal, so you want to be anonymous. Please do call in on 011-714-2006 or even uh, send an SMS to 41391. WhatsApps go to 0614-104-107. So, Dr. Hanekom, I think you might be asking yourself, why would Patricia ask about teenagers who might already be diagnosed with infertility? So um, I was 16 and I, 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 I just felt a sharp pain in my lower abdomen. I was rushed to the closest medic clinic and the doctor there, without much investigation, just poking, you know, external poking, no scans, n- nothing, told me, you'll never have churn. I, I was shocked because that was the last thing on my mind. I was in grade 11. And lo and behold, <laughs> in my in my mid-twenties, here I am. I, I get my first child and I asked myself, where did this thing come from that this doctor said? So that's why I'm asking, can other medical doctors misdiagnose people with infertility based on maybe the person might have had a blood infection infection or they might have had cysts um, and the doctor just, you know, misdiagnosed it as infertility? Yes, well, so uh, for me to... Um Fertility is a, is, is a subspecialist area um, of, of gynecology. 
Um, so I'm a subspecialist in infertility. So it took me years um, to 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 get to the point to to diagnose infertility. And to diagnose infertility is quite an intricate uh, diagnosis, and there's a lot of considerations to be made. So any uh, doctor that just makes that diagnosis um, in a teenager after just uh, you know poking or touching her abdomen. I've got serious reservations about. Um, so the the answer is no. I mean, to really make the diagnosis of infertility, there is in-depth investigations that needs to be done. Proper history needs to be taken. Thorough clinical examination needs to be taken. Some special investigation special investigations need to be done, possibly a pelvic ultrasound also as well, and only then one would come to that conclusion. And then also, you know, just to add to that, it's also in only a very small population or small percentage that women are absolutely infertile. Most women are only subfertile, and there's just a few sort of things that need to be corrected, uh, things that we can change, lifestyle modification, ovulation induction, you know, and then we can restore fertility very effectively or assist them, uh, you know, to conceive. So a very, very small percentage of our patients are actually unable to, to, to conceive. So no, yeah, to diagnose infertility at that age, so young, clearly that was the wrong diagnosis. Um, and yeah, I, like I said, it's a, it's a much more complicated process. So here are some messages from our A-team listeners. This one says, Patricia, can you please ask the doctor? I have two children from my previous marriage and my current wife has one six-year-old child. Now she's having problems of getting pregnant again. She had a miscarriage five months ago at three months. Her days are not normal, so I'm, I'm thinking this uh, A-team is talking about uh, periods and not being regular. Sometimes she stays two to three months without menstrual period. This is from Bram Zoo. So what could be the issue here? So first of all, one would like to to know a a woman's age. So as a woman ages, her uh, her ovarian reserve decreases, um, as well as also a risk of miscarriage. So although miscarriages are quite common, they do increase with maternal age. So that could be one thing that could explain uh, a miscarriage. Um, The second thing is the abnormal um, menstrual cycles, especially if a woman starts skipping periods. That is a that is a clinical sign of what we call anovulation. So that means the woman is not producing an egg every month. She's not ovulating uh, every month, and that could be why they are struggling to fall pregnant. So with a history like that, I would definitely suggest that they they uh, consult the gynecologist or directly a fertility specialist um, at the fertility clinic to do a proper assessment um, to get to the bottom of a problem and, and help her to conceive if that's what they want. So my question around, you know, irregular menstrual cycles is when it comes to contraceptives, I've heard of uh, young ladies who started contraceptives at the age of 13, 14. Um, would this then hamper their abilities to be fertile? No, so oral contraceptive or combined oral contraceptive that you are referring to um, does not uh, uh, hamper a woman's ability to conceive later in life. All right, so that it just regulates her periods uh, for uh, for that for that time and prevents ovulation. 
uh, which is the main reason they take it. And once they stop the oral contraceptive, they should resume normal uh, ovulatory cycles and be able to, to conceive. Okay, that gives comfort. Let's uh, go to Taban. Chu, we are speaking to Dean Dwey. Good morning. Good morning, Patricia. How are you? Strong, how are you? Fine, fine, fine. Now, I want to, to, to ask the, your doctor there. Uh, I had an incident well, years ago in my first marriage. I had a child whilst I was a boy, and my ex-wife had a child while she was a girl. And in our marriage, we struggled, we struggled, we struggled for more than 10 years. And uh, get to the specialist and everywhere. But after 10 years, uh, we had a child. Now, I want just to, to know what could have been the cause of that problem. Because I think going to specialists, they will tell us, no, you are both okay, you are both okay, you are both okay. But conception was not taking place. Stay on the line for me, Dintwe, in case uh, Dr. Hanekom has uh, some follow-up questions. Dr. Hanekom? Okay, yeah, so obviously in, in, in a case like this, that is, that is not, not normal um, and there's a long delay in the, in, in, in the time to conceive. So one would obviously go a little bit more in detail, you know, into, into the history and, and, and try and, and, and uh, sort of get to the bottom of it. For me, um, just sort of as a simple approach, there's usually four sort of areas or things that I would look at, you know, if I'm giving people advice uh, about trying to conceive or when I'm trying to sort of find out where the problem could be. So the first thing is is from from the woman's side, whether she's got a regular period, um, uh, 28 days, 26 days regular on the clock, whether her menstruation comes cyclically like that. That gives me a very good indication that, that she is ovulating. Then from the male side, one would um, want to find out if the semen analysis was 100% normal um, and uh, you know, even slight uh, aberrations in the semen analysis can cause an increased uh, time to pregnancy. So one needs to look at all the parameters of the sperm and the sperm function um, to see if that could, could have contributed. Then secondly, um, uh, uh, is a structural issue. So the fallopian tubes, um, are they open? Is there a history of previous infection um, that could have damaged the fallopian tubes? Has the woman had previous surgery? Does she suffer from any symptoms of, of uh, endometriosis? Those are all things that would uh, categorize or, or, or make me think of a structural issue in, in trying to conceive. Okay. And then and then the fourth thing that's also very important and often overlooked um, is, is sexual dysfunction, um, you know, and, and the, the, the timing of sexual intercourse and the regularity of sexual intercourse. We often get it uh, in South Africa where a husband and wife stay far apart and they maybe only see each other occasionally. And if that occasional uh, um, uh, meeting occurs in a period uh, far from her ovulation or in, not in the window period, for conception, then they might uh, be together for years without being able to conceive. So I think a detailed history sort of uh, with regards to that will also see if that is also, uh, you know, could have contributed. All right. Uh, thank you very much, Dintwe, for uh, yeah, calling in and I hope uh, the response has been adequate for you.
It's uh, 11.30. I'm going to ask humbly, Dr. Hanukom, that you stay with us as we do the news uh, headlines and we'll come back uh, talking health and infertility. SAFM 104 to 107 nationwide. Leading the conversation. SAFM values your views. Be an active citizen. All right, uh, what's going to be happening today at noon with Sakina Kamwendo? A 33-year-old ex-convict is appearing at the Nigel Magistrates Court for allegedly killing his nine-month pregnant girlfriend in Duduza about two weeks ago. Very sad. Um, and uh, she'll also be discussing EFF leader Julius Malema, who is expected to hold a media briefing shortly. The briefing is likely to center around the upcoming local government elections. So make sure that you are tuned at Update at Noon with Sakina Kamwendo. Let's continue with our health discussions. We are with Dr. Gerald Hanekom talking infertility. Dr. Hanekom, there's some questions here I'd like us to go to. Um, and this one says, hi, Patricia. I believe that the COVID vaccine, which did not pass fertility, tests will lead to massive infertility. Just look at the huge increase of birth complications post-vaccines around the world. Very concerned. This is from Gabriel in Overberg. What are your thoughts? No, there's absolutely no evidence for that. I don't know what he is referring to. That's not scientific. So, yeah, um, there's no scientific evidence that the COVID vaccine has got any influence on infertility. So I yeah, 100% dis- dispute that that comment i would like to see what he is referring to there's another one um says hi Manduli. i was diagnosed with mumps orchitis i hope i'm saying it right in 2012 i went to the hospital and received treatment for it so what i would like to find out is is it possible that i may be infertile because every once in a while i experience this pain and heaviness in my testicle Yes, so mumps is a virus that causes orchitis, and orchitis is an inflammation of the testicles. And yes, it is associated with with male infertility, or at least uh, male subfertility, rather. Um, so yes, if if you do have a history of 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 having suffered from mumps orchitis, and you plan to start a family, or you are struggling to fall pregnant. I would visit a, a gynecologist or a fertility specialist that they could do a baseline semen analysis and just make sure um, that your sperm production is, is normal. So um, you, these, these issues are very complicated. And I think a lot of people have, uh, you know, questions around um, fertility. But let's go to some treatment options as well. Or in fact, before the treatment op- options, let me continue with the, the questions that our team has. And we'll round off with the treatment options. Okay. This one says, my cousin was born with a Turner's syndrome and was only discovered and only discovered this in her teens when she wasn't menstruating. Uh, Doc, what is Turner's syndrome? So, so Turner's syndrome is a condition that affects the the gonads or the ovaries. All right. So, it's a chromosomal um, abnormality where where there is one chromosome less. So, they, those women usually have a chromosome or have 45 chromosomes only. Um, and uh, basically, if you're a, if you suffer from Turner's syndrome, you will have a condition what we call amenorrhea or primary amenorrhea. So. 
you have uh, ovarian failure and you would never start uh, start to menstruate. Um, some women have got what we call mosaic Turner syndrome in which the gonads functional function partially um, and where they will have normal uh, uh, secondary sexual uh, characteristics, in other words, breast development and the development of pubic hair. Um, but the the ovaries um, will become depleted of of oocytes or eggs quite quite soon. Um, but basically, what this unfortunately boils down to is that a woman with uh, uh, Turner syndrome um, will have uh, will have a, um, a primary ovarian failure. Um, in other words, she will not be ovulating. She will not be able to produce eggs every month. Um, so. Part of the problem is the development of sexual characteristics like pubic hair, breast development, etc. That should be treated by a gynecologist or an endocrinologist to ensure that these girls um, uh, mature physically uh, appropriately for, for their gender. But then from a reproductive point of view, um, we would offer uh, uh, oocyte donation to these to these ladies once they want to start a family because they'll not be able to produce their own their own eggs. All right. Uh, so Gerald, uh, in fact, Gabriel in Overberg, uh, who said that the vaccines uh, could cause uh, mass infertility, has said uh, since you are looking for proof, there's a, a link that he has sent. It's um, rightsfreedoms.wordpress.com. And uh, it was released, uh, is it 2021 or 420 new mRNA vaccine could cause immune cells to attack placenta cells, causing female infertility, miscarriage or birth defects. So that's the proof he's, he's giving according to this link. Yeah, so yeah, I would, uh, yeah, I would like not... Not to be spreading things like that. I think that's very dangerous um, to be spreading sort of uh, uh, false scientific knowledge like that until it's proven or like by proper uh, clinical studies and uh, published in proper peer-reviewed journals. Um, You know, then I would spend my time reading things like that. Let me go to the lines. Tepo in Ferienachem. Good morning. Good morning. How are you? Strong, Tepo. I'm all right, man. I would like, I would like to ask the doctor there some two things here. Actually, um, I am staying with my wife, but I wanted to know because in most cases we got a problem every now and then whenever like, she catches, then like she gets a miscarriage. So when is the time for her to go to a period and that? Normally, I think because last time when I spoke to her, like she told me that normally it needs to be about four days or five days. So at times, like she, uh, like she goes for about more than days. So I'm not sure on that uh, issue because I also asked her to what could be the problem. Like, I'm also not sure. And then also when the period comes, like, sometimes, like, she doesn't come on the same day. Sometimes it goes a month without, and then it goes on the second month. Now the period starts again, and then, like, they become, instead of, because normally, like, she goes about four days, five days, and then at times, like, she goes more than that, five, maybe eight days and there. So... I'm just calling because also me as my partner, I'm just also a bit curious and wanting like us to get help. All right, Doc, please uh, weigh in. Okay, so I'm, I'm not sure if I got everything. So you said she has a, she had mis- a miscarriage, or does she have regular miscarriages, or is yeah, it just the irregular? Yeah. How many miscarriages did she have? Already, like she already got three, and then when the period comes, like it's not the same period. Basically, 
for instance, if like she's supposed to come maybe on the fifth. Yeah. And then when it comes on next month, sometimes like she goes that whole month without going to the period. And then next month, unexpectedly on the 10th or on the 12th, then the, like now the period starts. And yeah. then now like she's also not to show because we are also looking forward to the baby, but we are not coming right with that. And then another thing that I wanted to ask, though, maybe it could be out of the question, uh, I mean, out of the statement again, what I wanted to ask is that because of, uh, I am looking forward now to go and do the vaccine as according to the organization. Also, like they're also requesting that us, if we want to go back to work full time, we need to consider that vaccine. And then another thing that, like, my biggest problem is that because we do want a child, but now because there's people that are saying things, I don't know, I'm not saying that maybe they're right or, the, or, 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 or what. Because, like, they're saying that this vaccine they make you not have children. I don't know how to invest. And then I'm also stressed with my wife. We are not getting children. We are looking forward to the children. And then there's a lot that I'm dealing with at the same time. Miscarriage and heroes that are not coming at the same time. And and this thing when they're saying the vaccine is like they are using it to to reduce the number of people according to what they're saying that uh, Bill Gates said that. So I'm um, uh, today I'm supposed to go. Like I'm I'm actually due for one o'clock today. So I'm fixing it. I'm not sure what to do at the same time. All right. So let's let's start with the thing. So so remember, the, we, I've said it just before. Miscarriages are quite common, okay? Mm-hmm. But repeated miscarriages could point to some uh, some pathology that we might be able to address. So if a woman has had two or more miscarriages, I strongly advise her to go see her gynecologist so that we can uh, assess her. There are a couple of tests that we, that we can run, do an ultrasound scan, look for any abnormalities in the reproductive tract, anything that we can sort of find as a cause for these miscarriages and help them to, you know, to, to address that. So definitely, you know, based on that, history I would go and, and see a gynecologist. The irregular period, once again, like I've mentioned before, that could point to an ovulation, um, so that it means that she's not releasing an egg every month. This should also uh, is something that can be addressed by a gynecologist or a fertility specialist. So definitely, in both of those instances, I would recommend that you, you get some expert help. Um, as regard to, to, to the vaccine, um, I just want to state that there, there is absolutely no scientific proof that it's got anything or any effect of fertility. It doesn't make sense. This vaccine is only produced to elicit an immune reaction like many other vaccines that, that are out there. So please go and get vaccinated and don't listen to, to false news and false scientific uh, evidence. And, and please, we need to get that message out stronger. All right. Thank you very much, Tepo. Uh, Let's uh, continue here. Doc, uh, more questions. This one says... Hi. I'm still here, Dr. Hanikom. More questions here from our listeners. Says, I have one testicle and I have one child from my previous relationship. I just want to know if I might be, it might be the cause for not getting my partner pregnant for the past five years. Does one testicle reduce sperm count? Yes, yeah, so one testicle possibly can influence. One would also want to know why was the other testicle removed? Um, uh, is it a pathology that might sort of affect the remaining testicle? Um, also the blood supply to the remaining testicle um, could be could be involved. There could be something like uh, what we call a varicocele or a dilated blood vessels in the remaining testicle, all of which that could um, uh, contribute to, to the 
decrease in either count or function of the sperm. So yes, if you are struggling to fall, fall pregnant and you do have this history of, of testicular surgery, definitely go and see a fertility specialist so that they can quantify your sperm, do a semen analysis, do a proper assessment uh, before it's too late. Uh, too late, I'm meaning before you and your wife are too old. And I think that's also a very, very important message that I would like to get across. A lot of women present to fertility clinics too late in their life. And, and fertility, both natural as well as uh, our assisted techniques, uh, the, the, the success rate or the prognosis decreases with age. So if you think you might have something wrong or if you are struggling, don't delay to seek help. Uh, you know, the sooner the better uh, provides us with a much, much better results of, of our treatment. All right. And uh, more questions here. This one is uh, from Mokupo, uh, who is in Matatiel, who says, does the doctor say there's a connection between cancer and fertility? If yes, is this connected with all types of cancer? No, I think he misunderstood me. There is no connection with cancer uh, and, and, and fertility. The connection is is that if you have cancer from something else, okay, so if a woman has got breast cancer or, 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 or any other type of cancer, then some of the treatments for that cancer can influence fertility. All right, so sometimes we see a woman with like any type of cancer, it can be breast cancer, it can be brain cancer, anyway, gets chemotherapy. And we know that some of the chemotherapy uh, uh, medications that women uh, receive are toxic to the ovaries, okay, and can influence uh, her fertility. So it's not the cancer, it's the treatment for the cancer that can influence fertility. Uh, either surgery then when ovaries are removed or the uterus is removed or chemotherapy when they get chemotherapy for like breast cancer or sometimes radiotherapy where they uh, uh, do radiotherapy in, in the pelvis. These can all, this can all influence fertility. So if a woman is diagnosed with cancer and she's about to start fertility treatment, that's also a good time uh, about to start cancer treatment uh, chemotherapy, it's also a good time to consider what we call fertility preservation, where it's possible for us to harvest these eggs from the woman before she gets this uh, uh, chemotherapy or radiotherapy or undergoes the surgery, and then um, uh, in, in that way preserve her fertility, you know, for, for when after when she's uh, completed her cancer treatment. Sure, there's a lot of issues around fertility, Doc, and I think sometimes we, we overlook them until it's too late. But is it ever too late? Not, yes, it is. Um, certainly there is a point where one would, would, would consider it uh, too late, but we've also always got something sort of uh, that we can offer a couple. Um, if we talk about our various sort of treatment modalities, um, uh, egg donation is a very uh, a very good treatment modality that we use in older women when they are not producing their own eggs anymore or when the, the quality of the eggs that they are producing uh, is unable to create or establish a pregnancy because of because of their age, then we can offer them uh, donor eggs, which is a very successful uh, treatment modality with very high success rates. Um, and then um, that allows women, even in their 40s, mid 40s, uh, to conceive. 
So, no, I think if, if you really want a child, um, it's never too late to at least come and discuss your options with a fertility specialist so that we can counsel you appropriately. So, more questions here, um, but before we go to those, I'll go to Anonymous on the line. Good morning, Anonymous. Good morning, how are you? Strong, Anonymous. Yes, can you hear me? Loud and clearly. Okay. Look, I don't have an infertility problem, but the problem I have is that even if it's once or if I have intercourse without protection with somebody, they always fall pregnant. And I don't understand. Okay, is that your question? That you don't understand why when you have unprotected... Is there something I can do to... Because ordinarily you'd have to try maybe more times, but I mean, even if it's just once. Okay. Sometimes Uh, sometimes would even use your your maps, your morning after pills, but it didn't work. I don't understand how come. All right, Anonymous. Sometimes uh, some things are simple. You don't want to fall pregnant. Use contraceptives that are pre. But let me allow the doctor to respond. Yeah, Doc? no, okay. he, he doesn't seem to have uh, uh, be one of my patients. So, yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, use a condom, abstain, yeah, um, use other contraceptives, Anonymous. That, that will deal with your issue. Uh, let me go to questions here. This one says, I am 41 years old and was diagnosed as infertile. The doctor said that my eggs are of poor quality. I do have one child and I've had two miscarriages. I would like to know if... Um, there are any chances of a cure because I need another child? So, unfortunately, there won't be um, a, a, a cure. Like I said, a woman is, is born with her eggs. Uh, those eggs are made already in utero, developed in utero. And as she goes through her reproductive life, these, uh, these eggs age with her. Right? So, just like your hair becomes gray and your skin becomes wrinkly, all because of DNA degradation, the eggs also start uh, decreasing in quality. And that then either results in people struggling to conceive or uh, having more miscarriages at an advanced age. So unfortunately, what the doctor told you um, is true, is that your, your, your egg quality has now reduced to the point where you will start struggling to conceive. Um, so yes, there are certain uh, modalities that we can uh, uh, sort of employ. It's not impossible for you to conceive at that age, but we do know that even with assisted reproductive techniques, that your um, ability to conceive at that age, um, you know, is less than 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 uh, than. 20%, 15 to 10% um, at that age, uh, which is a significant reduction. Like I've mentioned before, in these cases then where we do see women with a uh, decreased egg quality and egg quantity, um, then we can either offer them IVF treatment or repeated cycles of IVF treatment to statistically improve their chances. But at some point, this also uh, does not result in any, any more, more, more pregnancies. And then one would start discussing things like using a donor egg. Let's go to a quick break and we'll come back. There's more messages and uh, there's a caller on the line. We are talking health and infertility. Across South Africa, online and on radio. SAFM, let's talk. 
continuing with our discussion around infertility, we have a Dr. Gerald Hanekom, who's an expert in laparoscopic and endometriosis uh, surgery at Aviatus uh, Fertility Clinic. On the line, I've got Sam, who's in the East Rand. Good morning, Sam. Hi, ma'am. How are you? Strong. Thank you, Sam. Fine. Thanks, ma'am. I've got a quick question now. We, we were trying to, you know, to, to have a baby, me and my wife, for years. So now we are now uh, 43 years, I think, my wife. So now when when we, were, we went to the doctor and then they said her tubes are blocked, they tried many things. There's, there's another fluid, so I don't know the things that they put another fluid in her and then they said it's going to move and then it's they're going to see if the tubes are blocked and all that. Then they confirm saying the tubes are blocked. I don't know if, if there any way of of us being able to to to, to, to get the time or something. All right, Sam. Uh, stay on the line in case Doctor has uh, some follow-up questions for you. Dr. Hanikom? Yes. So, yeah. So, unfortunately, a tubal blockage is a very difficult thing uh, uh, to manage uh, because a lot of times um, the tubes are blocked because of previous infections. Um, and then even if one is able to open the tube, the function of the tube um, is still is still disrupted or, or disturbed and, and you get abnormal uh, tubal function and the fertility or infertility would persist or then there is an increased risk of ectopic or tubal pregnancy. So tubal factor uh, infertility, um, yes, it's very difficult uh, to manage uh, conservatively. Um, um, so yes, one can attempt uh, tubal surgery uh, and opening the fallopian tubes depending on where the obstruction is and that we can do laparoscopically. Um, but one would also then sort of assess the age of the patient um, and bring that in. I think, Sam, you said your wife is 43, um, which also brings another dimension to this. And so the issue is not just tubal function, but also then um, her, 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 her age. Um, and even if you are um, restoring tubal uh, patency, um, you might still have a problem uh, conceiving anyway. So definitely in your case, um, I would consider uh, uh, discussing your case with a fertility specialist um, um, and uh, you know, possibly considering egg donation might be a very good option for you to, to conceive. All right, Sam, I hope that answers your questions. Um, there's one line that I did not hear, the last one, that the, the option that one can go for. Fertility uh, specialists and uh, possibly getting an egg donor. Egg donor, yeah, because like I said, the, the just reversing the tubes might not solve the problem because of her age. Uh, that, oh. that, that is also a huge contribution. You said your wife is 43. Yeah, 43. Yeah, but I would, I would, I would go to a fertility specialist that they sort of take a holistic uh, view of your whole, you know, of of your wife and and the issues. But like I said, uh, just trying to fix the tubes are a lot of times unsuccessful. Um, and if you are going to need to resort to something like IVF treatment, then you'll have to consider using donor eggs. Okay. All, All right. right. Thank you very much, Sam. Let me go to yep. a voice note. Good morning, Asanda. Can you please just ask uh, your guest there? I heard something like uh, if you're a man, if you have a, I don't know, they say a small, uh, small sperm count, something like that. Because they said there's a number of 
sperm that needs to for you to be able to impregnate a woman you must have a certain number of sperms if it's less than that then you can't so i just want to for you to ask the guest there what can one do to increase that number of sperm so that you'll be able to impregnate uh, a woman please can you just ask me your guest today thank you anonymous yes doc so how can a man increase his sperm count all right, so so you need to 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 lead a healthy uh, you need to lead a healthy lifestyle. Um, so if you are overweight, you need to to lose weight uh, and exercise. If you are smoking, you need to stop smoking because we know that affects your your semen parameters um, as well as alcohol use. Uh, so uh, alcohol should only be used in moderation. You should avoid binge drinking episodes. So those are all lifestyle modification that one can make. Um, you know to to try and help your sperm count if you've got a low sperm count. And then there are a few uh, sort of vitamins or elements that, that one can take. Um, so there are a lot of preparations on the market. A lot of them have got a lot of high doses of, of vitamins in, but the only, vi- the only things that have been proven to, you know, to work on your sperm count is vitamin E, uh, um, uh, folic acid, zinc, and vitamin C. So a preparation only needs to contain those four things. Okay. So, so, so taking a whole lot of supplementations can sometimes even have a, a negative effect on your sperm count. So look for a, a supplement that only contains those, those, those key ingredients. Use it as directed by the, by the packaging um, and then give your, your sperm you know, some, some time to approve, uh, improve. But if you think you are sort of suffering from a reduced sperm count, go see your doctor, get it quantified, get an analysis so that we can measure that it objectively and see if there is improvement. Excellent. Uh, Doc, because of time, we're going to have to cut our conversation. Um, But I see there's a lot of questions. So clearly, fertility is an issue that a lot of people are grappling with. How do people get in touch with you? So uh, people are welcome to contact me. Um, My practice is based at the Vitas Fertility Clinic. We are a fertility clinic in Cape Town in Pineland. And we've also got a branch uh, at the Durbanville Medic Clinic in the northern suburbs of Cape Town. And they are welcome to phone my my secretary, Rosalind, if they are in Cape Town and they can book an appointment to come and see me. Or if they are from out of town, I also offer telephonic or Skype or Zoom consultations as well. Those contact details, please. Contact details. So uh, our website is avita, spelled A-E-V-I-T-A-S, dot C-O dot Z-A. So that's our website with our details on there. And our office number is 021-531-6999. And Thank you very much, contact Doc. me. Thank you very much, Doc, for shedding light on this issue.